Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Welcome to the New York Lucis Trust Full Moon Meditation Meeting. Each month we work together as a group to contact, hold, and distribute spiritual energy in the service of humanity and all life forms. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at York at lucistrust.org, L-U-C-I-S-T-R-U-S-T dot org. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Festival of Libra. A warm welcome also to the many friends and co-workers who are listening in on the internet via our website. We read that the exoteric ruler of Libra is the planet Venus, a planet that is associated with the fifth ray, the ray of concrete science. Libra is therefore a sign related to the discriminatory mind, the analytical ability to make choices and judgments. It is through the influence of the fifth ray that the man in Libra develops his intellect, which eventually brings about an ability to think in wider terms. He learns to think beyond the personal, to embrace a greater understanding of humanity as a whole. It is therefore through the intellect that man becomes united with his fellow men, and the idea of brotherhood becomes firmly impressed on his consciousness. As a man working through the zodiac in an ordinary manner, Libra denotes personality choice with the keynote and the word said, let choice be made. It is through his balancing of the pairs of opposites on the astral plane that he finds between them the razor-edged path which leads him into the kingdom of the soul. As a disciple on the reverse wheel, he learns to choose as a soul. And the keynote, I choose the way which leads between the two great lines of force, demonstrates that perfect balance which he eventually finds between the great opposites of spirit and matter. Libra is the sign where the man who becomes the disciple moves from the intellect to the intuition and therefore into the life of divinity. Let us pause for a couple of moments and then we will say together the Gayatri. O thou who givest sustenance to the universe, from whom all things proceed, to whom all things return, unveil to us the face of the true spiritual sun, hidden by a disk of golden light, 
that we may know the truth and do our whole duty as we journey to thy sacred feet. We are told that it was the Lords of Flame from the planet Venus coming to Earth that produced the first flicker of consciousness in certain groups of animal men. This momentous event occurred in the third root race in the fourth round. It was not just an accidental and fortunate happening. It was a planned event that brought about a mysterious absorption by the Earth, a Venetian force. We are told that the karmic tie between the two heavenly men, one in a, in a positive incarnation and the other in a negative, caused the working out of an old debt and a planetary alliance. Light flashed forth in Lemurian days in a number of great groups of the human family when these two opposite poles made electrical connection. It needed the joint work of the two heavenly men, working on buddhic levels, the fourth cosmic ether, to bring about the blazing forth of the light of Manus in the causal groups on the fifth cosmic gaseous plane, the mental plane of the solar system. It was not only Earth that benefited from this alliance. Venus, we are told, received more than it gave. Apparently, the entire Venusian chain was stimulated, allowing the Venusian planetary logos to take a major initiation. In the Earth chain, the effect was only one globe, our planet, and our Earth logos went through a minor initiation, allowing for a human family to emerge. The process of initiation clearly exists beyond the confines of our particular scheme. We are told that the initiatory process is part of an experiment that was first tried out on Venus and on the whole proved successful, resulting in the consummation of the planetary purpose in five rounds instead of seven. It was the success of this process on Venus that generated sufficient force that led to a similar effort to be made on the planet Earth. No planet increases its store of force and consequently its sphere of influence without incurring obligations and affecting other schemes. The interchange of force and energy between Earth and Venus is continuous and Venus's relationship to the Earth, we are told, is in reality what the higher self is to man. Interestingly, it is also said in Initiation Human and Solar that a similar process of initiation has since been instituted on another planetary scheme. And when, in the next round, our Earth attains a point in evolution analogous to that of the Venetian scheme, at the time its influence was felt by us, then we shall aid in the stimulation of still another group of planetary egos. We shall assist in the institution of a similar procedure among the sons of men in another scheme. It is through mental unfoldment that the man finds himself in the final stages of mental evolution and upon the path of initiation, which brings about eventually the synthesis of instinct, intellect and intuition. The building of the Antakrana, that bridge of light between these three aspects, is, an, is an, an important aspect of this later stage in the path to synthesis. The gap which exists on the mental plane between, between them creates a break in the continuity of conscious contact and there is no channel for the impouring of higher energies. The conscious building of the Antakrana is required, therefore, to bridge the gap.
we are told that the coming of the Lords of Flame to the Earth finds its correspondence in the connection between the mental unit and the manzik permanent atom. So just as the Antikorana is built by individual man, so in a planetary sense, a channel is being built by collective man, which includes those of superhuman consciousness to Venus. The, the Antikorana between our planet and the planet Venus passes from there to the heart of the sun and later to the cosmic mental plane. There are rainbow bridges being forged everywhere within the whole, carrying the sevenfold energies of the seven rays from planet to planet, from system to system, and from plane to plane on cosmic levels. It is over these bridges that the will of the related spiritual identities is projected, for it is via the Antikrana that spirit works, that life processes are controlled, and the will of all developing aspects of deity function. Venusian forces of great potency are clearly playing upon our planet, and we are advised to pay more attention to the activity and the influence of Venus. The last transit of Venus across the face of the Sun was relatively recent, in 2012. Such transits occur in pairs spaced eight years apart, and consecutive pairs occur more than a century apart. The previous transit took place in June 2004, preceded by transits in 1874 and 1882. The next pair will occur in 2117 and 2125. So if you miss the last one, you won't get the chance again. Certainly not in this lifetime. It is interesting to consider what might have been the impact on humanity of the previous transits. Was there any indication of the stimulation of Manus? It's hard to know anything with precision. And of course, there are many influences to consider, including factors such as the influx of creative and inventive people coming into incarnation at that time. There were, however, many scientific discoveries and patents issued in the last quarter of the 1800s. For example, the patents for Bell's telephone, Edison's uh, phonograph, Dunlop's pneumatic tyre, Eastman's box camera, the diesel engine, x-rays, aspirin, the first motor car, to name but a few. Clearly the intellectual mind was at work. However, perhaps to us, the most important events of this time were the publication of Blavatsky's work, Isis Unveiled in 1877, the Secret Doctrine in 1888, and the Voice of the Silence in 1889. Rudolf Steiner also completed the first of many books in 1886, a book on Goethe, which he regarded as the foundation for his later work. Various occult societies also emerged at this time. There was the Theosophical Society, who focused mainly on Eastern esoteric tradition, the Hermetic Society and the Hermetic Brotherhood of Luxor were both founded in 1884, and the Golden Dawn opened its Isis Urania Temple in London in 1888. These were loyal to the Western esoteric traditions, although they made use of Eastern knowledge and wisdom also. By the late 1800s, Freemasonry, spiritualism and theosophy had firmly, firmly woven themselves into the fabric of British occultism. It seems possible 
that the transit of Venus, alongside other influences, had a part to play in stimulating the mind. Not only intellectually, but there is the suggestion that there was emerging a new intuitive understanding of the world. The dictates of science and the church no longer meeting the need, while interest in diverse areas of Eastern and Western esoteric traditions, history, myth, archaeology, magic and languages were stimulated. This, together with the study of comparative religion, philosophy and science, contributed to greater awareness of the one humanity and a desire for universal brotherhood, which are indications of the group conscious nature of the soul emerging. It was the knowledge and teaching from this period that has formed the basis of many of the alternative spiritual traditions that exist today. It is more difficult to see the effects of the recent transits in 2004 and 2012 due to their proximity. It seems relevant to mention two very interesting events which emerged over this period. The launch of Facebook in 2004 and Wikileaks in 2006. While at first sight it might seem difficult to relate these two organisations to expansions of the intellect and intuitive understanding, and Facebook could certainly be seen as a communications innovation arising from the incoming seventh ray, their effects on modern society in terms of the way people think and make decisions have been enormous. Since 2006, anyone aged 13 or older can become a registered user of Facebook and it now connects more than 1.35 billion people around the world and has changed the way people communicate and do business. There is today much emphasis on the negative effects of Facebook and social media but it is a brilliant platform for the sharing of information and has led to a greater understanding of the wonderful diversity and yet fundamental similarities and needs of humanity. It has been used very successfully in highlighting injustices and cruelties that exist across the world, bringing them into the foreground of human consciousness and inciting people to action. Facebook has been cited as having contributed to the overthrowing of governments, particularly in regard to the Arab Spring. It was on Facebook that people first saw and shared horrifying videos and photographs of state brutality that inspired them to rebel. And it was on Facebook that people could then find the bas basic logistics of the rebellion, where to go and when to turn up. Facebook was attributed to be the main tool in the uprising in both Tunisia and Egypt. As Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, has said, by giving the people the power to share, we are making the world more transparent. Increasing transparency is a key motivation for WikiLeaks, an international non-profit organisation which publishes news leaks based on their ethical, historical and political significance. It was founded by Chinese dissidents, journalists and mathematicians and start-up company technologists from the United States, Taiwan, South Africa, Australia and Europe, a truly international affair. The director is the well-known Australian internet activist called Julia, Julian Assange. On their website, WikiLeaks states Article 19 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights as a basis for their work, 
recognizing the expression and receipt of information, regardless of frontiers, as civil rights. The WikiLeaks website further defines principled, principled leaking as necessary to fight government, individual and corporate corruption. Information is indeed power, for it lets people hold the powerful to account. Since the founding of WikiLeaks, transparency has become a household term. Media headlines talk about financial transparency, the age of transparency, and a transparency movement. Not only has transparency turned into a common matter for debate, but it also has become part of election campaigns in showing commitment to fighting corruption. And transparency has become so fundamental that nations are now dedicating special laws to it. It is through the power of information and connection that people are becoming increasingly aware of the group. And it is the power of this group, or soul light, that is generated, that is gradually dissipating the glamour and illusion that surrounds. People are gaining insights into the world, the way it is organised, cultural differences, the tragedy and suffering that exists, and the cruelties and injustices. This is stimulating compassion and empathy, and the desire and ability to come together to force change. The idea of brotherhood is becoming more firmly established in human consciousness. Much of the impetus for change is being organised and stimulated through the use of such websites. The Tibetan tells us that it is through the force of public opinion that change will come about. He says, they will thus create a world public opinion which will be so forceful and so outspoken on the side of human welfare that leaders, statesmen, politicians, businessmen and churchmen will be forced to listen and comply. Of course, not all the information available is necessarily relevant or has any truth, hence the increasing need for the use of the discriminatory mind. Information also stimulates the emotional nature, which is responsible for the hatred engendered by those who react sensitively to suffering and who, because of their emotional identification with suffering, lay the blame for the distressing conditions encountered upon a person or a group. What is needed, therefore, is a well-considered mental response to humanity's need. Then the whole problem will be lifted out of the world of glamour and delusion. This is a gradual process. However, for many people, are still polarised on the astral plane and therefore immersed in their desire nature. The recent stimulation from Venus in 2012, it would seem, is moving us in the right direction. For the availability of information, a growing awareness of the suffering that our decisions create, and a greater comprehension of the world situation is allowing more understanding of the choices to be made. There is therefore greater opportunity for right choice. It is through making right choice that the old influences under which we have been living will die gradually out and the new potencies will start to make their presence felt. We are told that the first decanate of the Aquarian age is governed by the activity of Saturn, the hierarchical ruler of Libra, which will produce a dividing of the ways 
and a proffering of opportunity to those who can avail themselves of it. This dividing of the ways is very evident today in the world. There seems to be an increasing division between those who seek inclusive solutions and those who are separative in their thinking. Decisions as to whether to continue with the status quo that harbours short-term self-interest or instead choose the higher values requiring the selflessness that is inherent in being able to provide a sustainable, fear-free future for all are now to be made. And humanity has the information needed at its fingertips to make right choice. The clamour of the mental plane is, in, is becoming increasingly potent as the many opposing voices seek to make their understanding, their version of events, heard. It will be through making such choices that the narrow-edged path between the pairs of opposites will be found. It is the efforts to bring the higher ways into being that will enable many within humanity to respond by unfolding the higher centres, transferring the focus of their attention from the lower centres to above the diaphragm. The world probationary disciple humanity is being prepared to take initiation and enter the path of true discipleship. We read in the rays and initiations that the tests for the first initiation, as far as humanity, the world disciple is concerned, are well nigh over. And the hour of the birth of the Christ as an expression of the fourth kingdom in nature and the consummation of the work of the fourth creative hierarchy is at hand. This is no gainsaying. The birth hour may be long and the form may, may be in labour for much time, but the Christ will be born and the nature of the Christ and his consciousness will permeate and colour all human affairs. It is this condition so imminent and so desirable and long foretold and anticipated which will make possible the return of the hierarchy and the restoration of the mysteries. Libra is said to guard the secret of balance and equilibrium and finally to sound the releasing note. Humanity is learning to choose as a soul, to take responsibility and to begin the release from the thrall of the illusory planes and bring about a closer connection to Venus. Let us now work together to seek to distribute love and light throughout the world of men, to stimulate the soul light that exists within humanity and bring about right choice and the rule of brotherhood. We will now go into meditation. The meditation is on the yellowy horns. Meditation 
letting in the light. Group fusion. We affirm the fact of group fusion and integration within the heart centre of the new group of world servers, mediating between hierarchy and humanity. I am one with my group brothers and all that I have is theirs. May the love which is in my soul pour forth to them. May the strength which is in me lift and aid them. May the thoughts which my soul creates reach and encourage them. Alignment. We project a line of lighted energy towards the spiritual hierarchy of the planet, the planetary heart, the great ashram of Sanat Kumara, and towards the Christ at the heart of hierarchy. Extend the line of light towards Shambhala, the centre where the will of God is known. Higher interlude. Hold the contemplative mind open to the extraplanetary energies streaming into Shambhala and radiated through hierarchy. Using the creative imagination, endeavour to see the three planetary centres, Shambhala, hierarchy and humanity, gradually coming into alignment and interplay.
Meditation. Reflect on the seed thought. I choose the way which leads between the two great lines of forth. I choose the way which leads between the two great lines of force.
precipitation. Using the creative imagination, visualize the energies of light, love and the will to good pouring throughout the planet and becoming anchored on earth in prepared physical plane centers through which the plan can manifest. Use the six-fold progression of divine love as a sequence of energy precipitation. Shambhala, hierarchy, the Christ, the new group of world servers, men and women of goodwill everywhere in the world, physical centers of distribution. lower interlude. We focus the consciousness as a group within the, within the periphery of the great ashram. Together sound the affirmation. In the center of all love I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the downpouring spiritual inflow released from Shambhala through the hierarchy and streaming into humanity through the prepared channel. Consider how these empowering energies are establishing the pathway of light for the coming world teacher, the Christ.
distribution. As the great invocation is sounded, visualize the outpouring of light and love and power from the spiritual hierarchy through the five planetary inlets, London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, irradiating the consciousness of the whole human race. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the centre where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the centre which we call the race of men. Let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Thank you for your participation in this afternoon's group meditation. The uh, new moon meeting and meditation 
will be held during the Goodwill Seminar that's at the Amber Hotel in Charing Cross on Saturday the 29th of October. And the Full Moon Festival meeting for Scorpio is on Monday the 14th of November at 6.30 at the Lucis Trust Library in, here in London. Um, the full moon meeting will be broadcast on our internet via the website for those who can't come along in person. The actual, full full, the actual time of the full moon in Libra is tomorrow morning at the very early time of 5.24. So we'll be up early. Thank you. Thank you for your participation in this group service. Please join us again next month. To receive announcements for our meetings, please email us at newyork@lucistrust.org. Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?